Hi, everybody. Brian Sussman here. This is The Brian Sussman Show. I'm going to ask you a couple questions. First of all, what if everything you ever heard about the climate and climate change is not really about the climate or climate change? What if it's actually a plot to recast the economy, reorganize governments, reform your lifestyle, renovate the social order, and allow the super affluent to become even more prosperous? And with that, welcome, everyone, to this series entitled Skyjacked, Weaponizing the Climate. And specifically, we are in episode number 157. In the last episode, yesterday's episode, we talked about Karl Marx and his original goal. The original goal of Karl Marx was to liquidate Christianity. To this very day, those pushing the climate change agenda the hardcores, the activists, their most prolific authors and speakers. To a man and woman, best I can tell, now there may be, well, generally speaking, best I can tell from my experience, they're all either atheists or, in some cases, pagans. Pagans. When they find Christians who are in their camp and vocal in their camp, they embrace them because they know by having Christians in their camp, they can sow division amongst other Christians who don't believe in this climate change agenda. They're all about dissension. They're all about antagonism. They're all about dividing because if you can divide, you can conquer in their minds. And that's why in terms of climate, the climate agenda... When you look at papers from, for example, the World Economic Forum, when you look at papers from the United Nations, it's very, very clear. The climate agenda includes sustainable development. Sustainable development will allow for some people to get incredibly rich. And from sustainable development, you then have social justice. Social justice is important to the climate change agenda because they do want to sow division amongst the people. And then you get to social equity. That's the third piece of the puzzle for them. Sustainable development, social justice, social equity. They're all tied to the climate change agenda because they're trying to sow dissension. And they're trying to place people in a box whereby they can be taken care of, coddled, Molly coddled, if you will, and um, just cast aside as little worker bees who won't bother the very, very elites who will be living lives of luxury, and in fact, are to this very day. So where am I going with this? I want to give you the latest story. This is the climate activist Greta Thunberg. You've probably heard of her. She's the Swedish girl. Uh, when she was just a young teenager five years ago, she made the scene because she she had a strike. She called the students in her school to strike over climate change. And she was quickly embraced by the climate change activists. And she is a rock star in their movement, an absolute rock star. She's probably making a lot of money now as well. I know she travels all over the world. Somebody's got to be paying for that. But the latest is she has been awarded an honorary doctorate of theology from the University of Helsinki. So right away you're thinking, oh, is she one of those Christians you were just talking about? No, she's a pagan. 
She's a pagan. Because of her climate activism, they have given her at the University of Helsinki a degree, an honorate degree in theology, a doctorate. Uh, I'm reading here from one of the professors at Helsinki University who said, it is not about the combination of faith and climate, but about the link between Thunberg's climate activism and science. As a faculty, we agree with the fundamental goals that she propagates. So in other words, it's not about faith. It's not about God. No, it's about science. <laughs> who, wrote, who wrote the book of science? God. He created all the atoms, all the molecules, everything necessary to bring us science, science. Uh, also, also this particular professor that I was quoting, his last name is Nissanen. And Nissanen said, the earth is God's creation. We take care of it. There are already some texts in the Old Testament, for example, and the prophets that deal with climate change. I don't know what passages he's referring to. I just might add personally. He also went on to say, many things have changed since the Bible was written, but much is the same. Humans are the same. Well, I, I would agree with that. God is the same. Amen. And the earth is the same. Okay. He goes on to complete that quote by saying, only the concerns are more severe. So humans are worse. God is the same, question mark. The earth is worse. I'm not sure exactly what he's saying, but sometimes these theologians speak in gobbledygook, especially <laughs> when they're, they're cast from the cloth that this guy seems to be cast from. Can I just go, I, I want to continue this because I think this is super important. Let me give you a, a different perspective on what you just heard because there are a lot of young people especially in Europe. I don't necessarily see them here in the United States, but a lot of young people in, in Europe who are, they claim to be Christians, and I'm not doubting that. I don't have a, a right to doubt that. They claim to be Christians, and they say, quote, climate change is the best opportunity to witness Christ. In other words, climate change is the best opportunity we have to share the gospel. Um, I would agree with that on this level, if you want to talk about future calamity and tribulation that the world is in for, it may indeed involve things happening on the earth that are nasty, like the many plagues that are going to someday come upon the earth as we read about in Revelation. But to talk about the climate changing, is that really what we're supposed to to use as a, as a hook, so to speak, a lure to draw people to Christ. Let me continue from here because I don't want to personally sow any seeds of division. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to bring some sanity to this discussion regarding Greta Thunberg having an honorary doctorate of theology. Here's why I think so many young people may be drawn to the climate change agenda. First of all, they probably don't really understand all that's entailed in the agenda. The agenda is socialist. The agenda is communist. The agenda is built upon the fact that the people who are putting forward this agenda at the United Nations, at the World Economic Forum, at some of the, some of the larger, most prominent uh, environmental activist groups, professors in 
Ivy League colleges, etc. They're putting this forward because they truly believe in the laws of matter, which I've talked about in past podcasts, the laws of matter designed by Karl Marx, which in a nutshell declare that some have been born with a leap, a leap of nature within their species. And that leap has allowed them to have better brains than everybody else. Therefore, they have more intelligence. And because they have more intelligence, they have a a responsibility, so to speak, to humankind to make sure that those with less intelligence are put off to the side, controlled. They want to make sure that we don't breed as much that there are going to be less of us. And in fact, one of their one of their icons, Professor Paul Ehrlich, Professor Emeritus from Stanford University, has written that that we are like a cancer and we need to be we need to be extracted from the body of humans. And this will be this will be a very very difficult and I think he actually used the word ruthless process. So that's what they think of us. And I think there are a lot of young Christians who have been sucked into this climate change debate just as they've been sucked into social justice, just as they've been sucked into social equity, because on the surface, those things sound so good and so wonderful and so Christ-like, but when you get below the surface, you realize this is coming from a place of socialism, of communism, of atheism, of amorality a place where there are going to be some who prosper and the rest of us are are treated like cattle. This is what has always happened every time these institutions have been attempted. It gets ugly because what do you do, friends? What do you do with the person like me who's not going to be reformed? We'll put you in a re-education camp. You need to get your brain straightened out. You're going to put me in a re-education camp and that's only going to harden my, my mindset. It's only going to harden my faith. I'm going to be more belligerent in your eyes. So what do you do with me then? Well, what they've done in past communist societies is they've allowed those people to die. Here's, here's what I think is happening, friends. Because so many people no longer believe in God. They need to fill that void. They need to fill the void. And so they find that thing in their life. Now, some may say, well, I actually do believe in God. But they don't want to submit themselves, surrender themselves to the will of God, as Jesus says to do. Jesus says that we, and the the scriptures are very clear, that, you know, the born-again Christian lives a life of complete surrender. They surrender their will on a daily basis. So a lot of people want to have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. And because they're living in that kind of spiritual situation, they need to fill a void. The Holy Spirit isn't flowing in their life, so they need to fill that void with something else. A worship of Mother Earth. People talk about Mother Earth with religious fervor. In fact, I spoke to you um, about, and I'll talk about it again, this is the, the latest plan from the World Economic Forum. They just had the big Gaia conference. Gaia is the Greek word for Mother Earth. People 
are, are going after this with religious fervor. It's like a spiritual pilgrimage for these people. And they have their prophets, guys like Paul Ehrlich, who I mentioned just a moment ago. And they have their, their child saints, like Greta Thunberg. You see, for them, the future really and truly depends on humankind. God, if there is a God, is, is out there just letting us do our thing. Mother Earth, if Mother Earth is the God, well then, pff, we've, we've got to do everything we can to save her. The future, therefore, depends on humankind. There is only, there, there is no one, no one to rely on, just, just humans. There's no one to pray to. I guess you could offer sacrifices to Mother Earth, and, and maybe you could even, you know, your work would be going on in terms of the climate change agenda to serve Mother Earth. Maybe that becomes your, your religious penance, your religious, um, your religious offering. But for those of us who have a real relationship with God, we don't have to fear the climate because God has not given us a spirit of fear. He's given us power, love, and self-control. He calls us to have faith in him. We must trust in his covenant of grace that he's made with mankind. Our heavenly father will take care of us. Now, does that mean we can go out and, and rape and pillage and plunder the planet? No, we are called to be good stewards of the planet. But it becomes very, very troubling when suddenly carbon dioxide, which God created, you know, in his, in his wonderful, this wonderful atmosphere we live in, carbon dioxide is just a trace gas, but it's so vitally important because all the plants require it for life. As I speak, I'm breathing it out. As the plants live, they're breathing it in, so to speak. It's required for life. It's a necessary element. There's only so much carbon dioxide in, in, our, in our earth and in our atmosphere. There's only so much. It's a very, very, very small trace gas. As I've mentioned before, if you had a football field of all the gases in the atmosphere, a 100-yard long football field, that last quarter, if you held a quarter and lined it up straight up and down, that's how thick, or I should say how thin, the amount of carbon dioxide is in the atmosphere. And yet somehow that's been deemed a dangerous pollutant that's going to kill us all. We can't live with the spirit of fear. We can't. We can't rape, pillage, plunder the planet. But at the same time, they've conveniently found something that no one can see, but that, that they can tell us is, is greatly harming the planet. And, and we have to bow. We have to bow to the altar of Gaia. So, you know, you have these activists who say the world is going to end. Al Gore has been saying that for years. Some say five years, some say 10 years. I've heard that. I heard 10 years, 20 years ago. But it could also end before that because Jesus Christ could come at any moment if you're a Bible-believing Christian. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 says this, It is written that the Lord Jesus will come down from heaven with the voice of an archangel, and the universe, the universe <laughs> will change rapidly. You want global warming? You're going to get it then. But Christians need not worry about the future. 
God is the ruler of this world. He created the earth. He did not abandon it. He continues to care for it. Matthew 6, Jesus said this, Be not anxious for your life, what you eat, what you drink, nor for your body, or how you will be clothed. Behold the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Do you not greatly exceed them? You're important than they are. So, friends, we don't need to worry. We don't need to freak out. We don't need to become wild activists. We just need to be good stewards of the planet and realize that this agenda that they're putting forward is not about the climate at all. It's about power. It's about, it's about rulers of the universe feeling as if they know more than the rest of us and they got to do something with the rest of us. So with that in mind, may God be glorified. And thank you very much for listening to this edition of The Brian Sussman Show. More on me at briansussman.com. And of course, my Instagram feed is Brian Sussman Show. Tomorrow on our broadcast, we are going to talk about the origins of the elites, the origins of the elites. And I look forward to you joining me for that. Spread the word on this podcast. I really do appreciate it. You will be my goodwill ambassadors, ambassadors to get the word out that I'm doing it daily. And I appreciate you. Until next time, 